Welcome to Tax Wrap, the podcast of Tax and Super Australia. Each fortnight, we present news and insights to tax and SMSF practitioners. If you've got any questions, comments or even suggestions, get in touch at podcast at taxandsuperaustralia.com.au. Hello listeners, welcome to the Tax Wrap podcast episode 202. I'm your host Steve Burnham. And we have in the studio our special guest who keeps coming back and helping us out, Simon Dorovich. Hello, Simon. Hi, Steve. Uh, it's always great to be on. Thanks uh, for having me. Always good to have you. Now, Simon, uh, as people may remember, is from A&A Tax Legal Consulting, and Simon is a manager of corporate and international tax at A&A. Simon, um, now, uh, we, you're here to speak about, um, well, some measures that have been put in place to help with uh, housing affordability and homelessness, actually, I believe. Uh, yeah, that, that's right. It's... Uh you know, anybody that's been following the news in, in the last few years knows that it's uh, it's a very uh, important issue that uh, yeah, many people feel uh, strongly about. And so both the, the federal government uh, and many of the state governments have uh, imposed measures to, to try to address uh, housing affordability. Right. And, and uh, essentially these measures uh, penalise... Uh, people who, or corporations or, or trusts, where, yep. uh, any entity, uh, any entity that uh, holds property uh, but leaves it, it vacant for uh, for more than than half of the year. Right. That's I've heard. It's the annual vacancy fee that we're talking about, isn't it? Uh, uh, well, the annual vacancy fee is uh, the federal government. Oh, that's one. one. Yep. Uh, and yeah, yeah let, perhaps we'll talk about that first. Sure. But there's also uh, a regime in. Uh, Victoria, New South Wales, Queensland, and the ACT called the Absentee Owner Surcharge. Ah, okay, uh, that's a, a surcharge to to land tax. Uh, and finally, Victoria uh, has gone it alone in also introducing a what they term a vacant residential land tax. Right, uh, okay. and th- that applies to property in uh, certain parts of of Melbourne. All right, so well, let's as you suggested go through the. Uh the three starting with the uh, the federal measure. So the annual vacancy fee. What's what's involved with that? Uh, so the the annual vacancy fee uh, it was first announced, uh, or rather, the the act was first amended right. uh, on the thirtieth of November, twenty seventeen, oh. uh, and it's payable uh, broadly where uh, first must be a foreign person. So, okay, the owner. Uh, the owner must be a foreign person, okay. that, that's right. Uh, so in the case of, of an individual, that's someone who's not ordinarily resident in Australia. Right, okay. Uh, by ordinarily resident, uh, I mean that, uh, that in the preceding 12 months they uh, were not in Australia for 200 or more days. Right. Uh, and uh, there was no legal time limit on their continued presence in Australia. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, so that's in the case of, of an individual. Uh, is, but is, I, sorry, just wanted to um, yeah. quickly ask, because I'm not clear on that. Is that the same as every other definition of a resident, non-resident? It, no, it's so it, not, it's uh, it's not not the same as a resident for tax purposes, uh, okay. uh, which have, you know goes by the, there's four different tests of of you know, there's the the ordinary concepts yeah. the the 183 day test the that's the one uh, yeah. the um, uh, the domicile permanent place of abode test yeah. uh, and the superannuation test and so someone uh, you know could be a non-resident uh, under that test and yeah. also not 
ordinarily resident uh, for the purposes of this test. Ah, okay. uh, but it is also possible that yeah, they may yeah, qualify for one and, and not the other. Not the other, but it's, it's something to check, perhaps, if you have that a bit of doubt about if the person is resident, non-resident, for tax purposes or for annual vacancy fee. It's just worth a quick check, do you think? Uh, yeah, absolutely. The, right. For these purposes, it's, it's, it's a simpler test because it, it, it looks, it, as I said, it's this 200-day Test That's right. and therefore yep. it's it's uh, it's simpler to apply it is simpler, than the yeah. than yep. the the individual income tax uh, yeah, residency right. rules. Okay, uh, and so so what do they look at? I mean, how do they tell if a uh, dwelling is occupied or not? It will be occupied on a particular day uh, if one of three things apply. Right. Uh, the first is if the person or a relative of that person. Uh, genuinely occupies the dwelling as their residence okay. uh, on that particular day, or uh, if it's genuinely occupied as a residence under a lease or license with a term of thirty days or more. Ah, uh, yeah. Uh, so now th- those thirty days, uh, that requirement makes me think of a property that might be rented out for shorter periods through uh, oh, you know, an Airbnb yeah, or you know, one of those sorts of sorts of websites. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that period. It would be as if it weren't rented out uh, at all. It uh, you know needs to be for a longer term, yep. longer term lease. Right. right. Uh, and then, even if the property is vacant, it will be considered to be uh, residentially occupied uh, if on that day it was genuinely available for rent. Uh, and and by that I mean, yeah, is it advertised Ad- publicly yep. at Realistic, yeah, commercial yep. market rates. Okay, yeah, well, that, that makes sense. Um, that, that sort of goes along genuinely available. They can check on that by various ways. Yeah, that's right. Well, prima facie, it, it, if you don't meet those those criteria, if, if it was vacant for more than half the year, yep. then uh, it will be applied. But there are some exemptions that are potentially available. Oh. And the, the main one to keep in mind is when the property was incapable of being occupied. Uh, ah, now it okay. could be that the property was being was incapable of being occupied because it, it was damaged and you know it's no longer or renovated or repaired. You know, right. at, you know on those days it was not fit for uh, you know for a person to to live in it. No, no. Yeah. Uh, or there could be that the that the owner or, or the the person who whoever that may be that you know would otherwise live in the property was prevented from doing so for example for you know for medical reasons uh or legal reasons uh, and, you know an order of the court oh yeah uh, so if 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 those were the reasons why the property wasn't occupied then uh then the you know government says that that's that's a valid reason that's okay and, yeah uh yeah, and, that, and that's okay so what about the, the uh admin side of things i mean how is an annual vacancy fee return there is a return, you, you're saying? Uh, yes, so it's it's lodged online. Okay. Uh, and it uh, needs to be lodged uh, within 30 days of the end of the vacancy year. Now, Vacancy uh, year. <laughs> vacancy year. So that's it's it's not the calendar year. Ah. Uh, so it does, it's not the year ended 31st of December, uh, nor is it the, the income tax year. So, it's, you know, it's not the... Um, June 30. Year, the June 30 year. Right. Uh, instead, it's the year that starts uh, when the property was first uh, available to be occupied, 
So, okay. uh, you know, in the case of an existing dwelling, that, that would typically be settlement date. Oh, yeah. uh, in the case of a dwelling that uh, was built, uh, it could be the date that the certificate of occupancy is is issued. Oh, okay, yep, that makes sense. Now, uh, just going back briefly, I've, I've realised that uh, there's something that I, important that I, I failed to mention. Sure, yep. Uh, and that is that uh, it applies where the foreign person, uh, which, as I mentioned, you know, can be an individual or a, a corporation or trust that, you know, uh, a foreign entity. Know, entity has a, you know, a significant... Uh, a substantial uh, interest in. Yep. It applies uh, where the where they submitted a notice of application to acquire the property on or after 9th of May 2017. So so that date was when the measures were when the measure was announced it, by the treasurer on budget night. So so being a foreign resident, you mean they have to submit to the foreign investment. Um, Review board, is that exactly right. Okay, that, that's right. what I mean by uh, a notice of application. So, being as you say, being a foreign resident, right. acquiring uh, residential Australian property, Australian property, right. yep. uh, they're required to. Uh, that's what they call a, a notifiable action. Uh, right. uh, so they're required to to notify the the treasurer. Yep. Uh, so if they had done that and acquired the property before these. This measure was announced by the Treasurer on the 9th of May 2017. Yep. Uh, then uh, it doesn't apply to them. But if they submitted that notification uh, application after 7.30 on, on that oh, night, yep. after the Treasurer began speaking, yep. uh, then it uh, is you know, potentially payable by, by those right. foreign Okay, persons. they have to start lodging those returns, etc. Yeah, that's right. All right. And uh, does it cost anything? I mean... I mean, apart there, there could be a fee. Well, there is a fee. Uh, what, what I'm talking well, about, of course, it costs. But <laughs> is there a scale of these fees? I should say. Yeah, it's. Uh, it depends on the just much like the application fee for the foreign investment review board approval. Right. Uh, it depends on the uh, the value of the property. Uh, okay. Uh, yep. So uh, for properties with a value of a million dollars or less, then the fee payable each year is five thousand seven hundred dollars, mm. uh, and it can you know go up from there. Uh, you know, it just depends. You know, one million to two million has its own you know, price, and yeah. then two yeah. to three, all and, the way up. and all all the way up as as you know. So it's a bit of, as bit high of, as you a bit can of money go. to have a vacant thing sitting there. So of course, this is the aim of I assume of the legislation to get own, owners using property. For other than just sitting vacant, sitting fellow. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's a you know pretty big disincentive. Mm. Uh, so you know if if you're a foreign person and and you don't want to to pay this, well, uh, to pay at least this five thousand, nearly six thousand dollars. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Uh, every year, every year. Yeah, uh, yeah. Then uh, the smart thing to do would be to uh, to live in it Start or to it. Uh, to rent it out. Yeah, yeah. Right, Simon, you were saying there were also other state-based imposts because, due to vacant land. It's, it's actually just, sorry, just, I don't know whether this is relevant or not, but it sort of reminds me of the payroll tax, how each state seems to have a different thing on payroll. Um, you, you'd think there'd be sort of some sort of harmonisation as well um, with these actions, but perhaps that's, that's to come in the future. Who knows? Yeah, that, that's right. There, it, some states uh, don't impose uh, what they call an absentee owner surcharge 
at all, right. whereas uh, Victoria does. So yep. we were the first to uh, uh, yeah, to impose one, uh, and New South Wales, Queensland, and the ACT uh, to date have have all followed. Okay. Uh, but as you say, yes, that there are yeah, important differences to to be aware of. It's it's not entirely harmonised, and you know, those differences relate to what kind of property is subject to the surcharge. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, in Victoria, it's it's all types of land, but uh, in New South Wales, for example, uh, it's only residential land. Ah, okay, yep. Uh, also the types of taxpayers that are covered. Uh, in Victoria, it's you know, much like the we discussed with the annual vacancy fee. It can be an individual or a company or, or, or a trustee. Yep, right. uh, But in Queensland, uh, they've decided to only pose it on on individual owners. Oh, okay. Uh, and uh, the threshold itself has, uh, is, you know, it's dependent on, on where the property is located. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah anywhere from, uh, you know, 150,000 in, in the ACT. And uh, I, you know, wouldn't imagine there's many properties That's the value uh, with of the property. value of, oh, yeah, no, no, you wouldn't of find less me, than that. Yeah. Uh, whereas in New South Wales, they've taken a, a much higher figure and it's 692,000. Okay. Uh, and of course, the the rate of tax uh, varies. Uh, in Victoria, the, in the last budget, they they increased the rate, uh, and so for the twenty twenty year, it's now two percent. Okay, yeah, two percent of the value of the property, is it? Uh, yeah. So okay. so it's it's land. Yeah, it's a surcharge on land tax. Oh, I see. So. You the whatever the land tax rate that would be payable, which you know trusts have their own rates and yes, other entities yeah. uh, are rate, add 2% to, to oh, that. Oh, I see. All right, yeah. Uh, yeah. If, you know, you're a, an absentee person, is what yeah. the, uh, the terminology used in the, uh, so, in the Act. So, sorry, just before we go on, you wanted to speak about the absentee owner surcharge in the different states, but can I just ask, does, could you have a case where the annual vacancy fee also applies as well as an absentee owner surcharge or, or absentee no, owners? No, you could. You can? Yeah, okay. you can. Okay. Uh, in fact, there's there's a third one that, you know, I said there are three different That's regimes. Right. You did. Uh, it, it's possible for all three to apply. Oh, gosh. Uh, which can uh, <laughs> can get quite expensive. For sure. Uh, so, it, 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 Which will depend where you live, because weren't you saying the third one is Victoria only? I can't... Uh, no, well, the, 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 yes, the, that's right, but more so, not just... Victoria only, no, no. but in only certain parts of Melbourne. So, oh, you, you know, if, you, if your property is in Geelong, right. then, uh, you know, you don't need to worry about that one. Oh, okay. Well, let's, let's get to those specifics. Yeah, um, that's, that's, that's for that, later. You were talking about the absentee owner surcharge, so let's have a rundown of that. As the name suggests, it's applicable to uh, absentee persons. Right. Now, uh, Again, that can be a natural person, a corporation, or a trustee. Mm -hmm. uh, and in the case of a natural person, uh, they'll be an absentee person if they are not an Australian citizen or permanent resident. Uh, and that can actually include a New Zealand citizen uh, that's a holder of a special category visa. Okay. Uh, and they do not ordinarily reside in Australia. And, you know, we covered that in the, the last topic. That's right, yep. Uh, and finally, in the year immediately preceding the tax year, so i.e. The, the year ended 31 December uh, 
uh, and then if payable will be payable in in January. Yep. They were either they were absent from Australia uh, on the 31st of December or they were absent for a period in that year of at least six months. Uh, And it doesn't have to be a six continuous months, uh, but if in aggregate for the year in total, they were absent for at least six months. Then, So if all those three conditions are uh, satisfied, then they'll be an absentee person. Yep. uh, And uh, an absentee corporation or or trust is, is one where the absentee persons yep. hold a, uh, a majority uh, interest okay. uh, yep. or or they're able to control the composition of the board. Now, I'm assuming all these are run by the State Revenue Office and depending on which state uh, we're talking about? Uh, yes, that's, okay. that's exactly right. And in some circumstances, uh, an exemption may be available. Oh, really? And so it's, it's the State Commissioner... Um, uh, of revenue that is is the one that has the discretion to uh, to grant this uh, exemption. Okay. Well, what uh, are the exemptions? So the, the there's one that uh, is limited to uh, absentee corporations and, and absentee trusts, uh, and it's it's more likely to be granted where. Uh, that corporation or trust makes uh, a strong and positive contribution to the Victorian uh, economy or, or community. Okay. Or towards uh, the state. Yeah, towards towards the Which state. Which we're talking about. Okay. Yeah, that's right. And and really? so yeah, so if they were, uh, this is more likely to be granted in the case of uh, of an active business that employs people and buys from Victorian suppliers okay. uh, and, you know, contributes to the economy in that sense and, you know, is less likely to uh, be granted in the case of a more passive investor that simply owns a property and right. then, you know, yeah. leases it out to to somebody else. Yeah. We're talking like, like Guide Dogs Association or something like that or is it up to no. the... Uh, no, it doesn't have to be for a, a charitable purpose. No, no. Okay. It, it can be for a, you know an ordinary you know, profit-seeking business okay. uh, that contributes to the economy. So if they employ by a being a, or... yeah, by being an employer or okay. uh, you know spending money in in, uh, in Victoria, hmm. uh, you know, whereas uh, a land someone that's merely a, a passive landlord is is not yeah. really. Uh, I mean, aside from making that initial investment uh, is doesn't really exhibit an ongoing uh, or at least not a significant ongoing uh, contribution to the economy. I'm just sort of reading I mean thinking about it uh, so you could basically have a a New Zealand national who perhaps has inherited property in New South Wales or whatever Um, theoretically I'm just thinking it's just a passive investor it's just they've you know handed them from great granddad um, they may be facing fees for having that land sitting there. I'm, I'm thinking. Uh, yeah, that, I mean, yes. I don't yeah. know why I'm going off on that tangent, but I'm just thinking of where people could might find that they have a, a liability that they just didn't have before. Mm, that's right. Okay. And and the obligation is is on the owner to, you know, to to lodge the oh. form and and uh, so you know a, a failure to do so yeah. if they weren't aware of it could. Uh, could give rise to to penalties. So, so the the proving that you're a significant contributor to an economy, a state based economy, is up to the owner to. Uh, no, the, the, the in that if they believe that uh, 
uh, an exemption you know, could be available on, on those grounds, then they should write to the commissioner to okay. to seek that uh, exemption. Okay. Uh, and the commissioner has published some some guidelines online oh, okay. to uh, you know to help people you know, assess whether or not you know, how likely it is that yep. the exemption would, would be granted and the factors that they take into account. Uh, another another one that I didn't mention before was the extent to which they are Australian-based. Uh, so, and okay. by that, uh, you know, I mean, you know, what is... Th- they are uh, necessarily absentee to first need to, you know, worry about this and yeah, apply yeah. for an exemption, but uh, some are, are more absent than others, uh, yeah, I suppose. Yeah, depends the on stronger the nature of the business. Yeah, the stronger their connection to Australia, the more likely it is that the exemption, you know, will the discretion will, yeah. will be exercised. Fair enough. I wouldn't have, would, wouldn't have expected less. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so some, there's a, a third prong to this uh, Yeah, this the, 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 the last one is uh, the newest of, of the three. Uh, it has applied since the 1st of January 2018, uh, and it's this is a Victorian government-only uh, measure. Uh, it's known as the Vacant Residential Land Tax. Right. And it applies to homes in inner and mid- middle Melbourne uh, that were vacant for more than six months in the preceding calendar year. Huh. So when I say inner and middle Melbourne, yeah. uh, I'm talking about uh, the uh, Monash, Port Phillip, Glen Iris, Donington, uh, Bayside, uh, Burundara, uh Yarra, Moorland, Maribyrnong. Right. Uh, the councils uh, in inner Melbourne and and middle, but right. uh, the outer suburbs of Melbourne and yeah, a- any areas outside of Melbourne itself will uh, you know will not be es- subject. Escape this. Yeah, I wonder we'll, why, they did, we'll I wonder why they did that. It's a good question. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I'm sure they. Uh, they they enjoy the revenue that it raises. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's an extra one percent, and yep, uh, yep. on the capital improved value of these properties, and, yeah, yeah. and you know, being in inner and middle Melbourne, the the values of these properties can Perhaps be yeah, quite then, substantial. And the government would like to see them occupied by people, so it kind of makes sense. Yeah, I think, yeah. but you know, going back, you know, to take a less cynical view, going back to the, you know, the rationale behind these regimes of, uh, you know, reducing, uh, making more properties. Available and thereby reducing, uh, you know, or increasing housing affordability yes, and reducing yeah. homelessness. Yes. Uh, yeah, the state government argued that, uh, yeah, that's uh, an issue that's uh, particularly severe in these areas of Melbourne, yes, and therefore yeah. that justified an additional, you know, charge uh, or tax that applies only in in those areas. Yeah, if the owner of the property ha- has made made you know the the property has rented it out yeah, or, or generally sought to do so for more than half the year, uh, then they won't be subject. That's to true. The, that's, maybe it is encouraging. Uh, yeah. yeah, and and it's important to note that you know in the previous two topics we talked about foreign persons and, and absentee oh, persons. And this is not. Uh, and this can apply to anybody. Ah. So it's not just not just foreigners and, yes. and their their advisors that need to to worry about it, but. Okay. Uh, anyone who uh, yeah who owns land in in uh, in these areas, in those areas. is, is yep. Australian or not uh, is potentially could be anyone could be owner Gosh. anyone. Now you mentioned one percent of is it the value of the land or is it uh, the the, the capital improved value of the land? So so that's uh, 
you know, to, to see what that is, go to the, the council rates notice where, oh, where it should okay. be displayed. Yep. Uh, and it's 1% on the entire value without any uh, threshold. So in the previous uh, yeah. topic, I you know I talked about uh, how each state has uh, you know their 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 own threshold, That's and right. if it's yep. below that, then the the absentee owner surcharge won't won't be payable. Uh, well, in in this particular case, the vacant residential land tax, uh, it doesn't matter what the value of the property so is. So starts from one Start, dollar. Starts from a dollar. Uh, probably a hard place to. Find a, a property in those <laughs> well, areas yeah. for, for one dollar, oh, but <laughs> if uh, if you did did then uh, yeah, uh, then one cent tax would one be payable. <laughs> <laughs> and and um, so you mentioned the local council areas, and is it residential property or is it anything? Uh, it's it's only residential property, not uh, not land that's destined to become a, a, an apartment block or. So it does apply uh, where there's a residence being constructed or, or renovated. Right. Yep. Uh, but uh, and there's a two-year time limit, okay. uh, which you know can be the commissioner does have a, a power to to extend. Yep. Uh, but it doesn't include vacant land, uh, and it doesn't include uh, commercial premises or commercial residential premises. Oh, yeah. okay. uh, so by that I mean, you know, a hotel or a uh, a bed and breakfast or a or display uh, home. Yeah. That's vacant, yeah, display but home. Actually, actually built, but it, yeah, okay. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. All right. So is it the same? If it's, is it considered unoccupied the same as the annual vacancy fee that we mentioned earlier? Is there any difference in...? There is There is a bit of a difference. Mm. Uh, it needs to be occupied uh, by uh, the owner or the owner's permitted occupier as their principal place of residence okay. or a person under a bona fide lease or short-term letting arrangement. Okay. Uh, and there are, of course... Exceptions. Ah, the exceptions. Uh, so one of them is where the ownership of the property changed during the year. Oh. Uh, so, uh, you know, if a property was, if I sold you a, a property and on, you know, the the first of December, say, yep, then thirty one December comes around and uh, that's when land tax is is assessed. Ah, oh, right. Uh, because I won't need to to pay it, and you won't need to to pay it either, because during the year uh, ownership changed. Ah, uh, okay. So they start again from the next. They start again for the okay. next year. Period. All right. Uh, and there's another one for holiday homes. Oh, uh, yeah, of course. So, and for that exemption to apply, it needed to be in, in, occupied by the owner for at least four weeks during the the relevant year. Yep. Uh, and doesn't need to be a continuous four weeks. Uh, it just needs to be four weeks in total. Uh, and the owner must also have had a different principal place of residence in Australia uh, during that year. Oh, right. Well, that, that's sensible. So it's a genuine holiday home. It's exactly. It's another property they have down the coast or whatever. whatever. Yep, yeah, that's that, right. That's, that's, that's very sensible. And uh, one, one more exemption is that uh, it's a property that was used for at least 140 days in a year for the purposes of attending the owner's workplace. Uh, so hmm. let's say a person, uh, their their main residence is uh, in, uh, you know, f- they work somewhere in uh, one of these 16 council areas, yep. uh, so in inner and mil- middle Melbourne, but they their home is far away, right. and so they've decided to buy a property 
closer to work, uh, yeah, in one of these sixteen council areas, yeah. so that their commute to work is is less. They live there Monday to Friday, and then go home, you know, live with with their with the, their the family, family on, the on yeah on the weekends. Green Acres, whatever they call it. Yeah, yeah, okay. Uh, so if they do that for at least one hundred and forty days in the year, uh, then the the property. You know, yeah, even though it might be less than than half the year, yeah. uh, the property will be uh, you know, not subject to oh, okay. to this uh, to this tax. Well, that that would just uh, negate the positives, the benefits of having that arrangement. I mean, if you're lucky enough to be able to do that, <laughs> it'd be good if you can keep keep going. Um, and how is this tax tax? Could I call it? it uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, how is it paid it and collected? What, is there a, a return that needs to be? Yeah, so so by the fifteenth of January, uh, you know, as I mentioned, land tax is assessed, you know, on the owner of, as a, at thirty one December. Oh yeah. Then on the fifteenth of January of that following year, uh, they the owner needs to advise the the SRO that uh, you know, that the property was was vacant. Yeah. Uh, and then the SRO will will issue an assessment notice, and and then they'll then have sixty days to pay. Okay. All right. Well, it's a lot more to be aware of. I mean, uh, for property owners, just don't don't leave it empty, or you could be facing yeah, potentially money. quite uh, quite substantial charges yes. when you think of the three different regimes that, that can apply depending on and know, the, who the owner is and where the property is is located. And the, potentially, you could be hit by all three. Now, do you, just on, you probably don't. I don't know if you know this or not, Simon. But do you, is, you, is it your feeling that with the last Victorian? Um, scheme is it likely that that will expand to other states or we we just don't know i suppose well that's been the experience with the absentee owner surcharge it, it oh, started okay. off in victoria uh again we did and it again. yeah, yeah we, we've uh, we've led the way in <laughs> what is it with victorians uh in these things and okay. uh, and it started off at, at a lower rate and yeah. uh in time uh they've the rate's gone up and the it's expanded to to other states right and, uh, so I, I wouldn't be surprised if, uh, yeah, the rates continue to go up and yeah, it yeah. expands to, uh, you know, this vacant residential land tax, uh, ex- you know, it's taken up by, by other by states other as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's the way it seems to go, doesn't it? Yeah. The taxes don't ever go down, it seems. Yeah, though, though <laughs> it could depend on the, the, the state of the property market that, oh, you know, if it's... If it's falling and you know, mm. governments don't want to scare away foreign investors, no, then no. Uh, they may hold off. But if they they feel that you know they can Im- they can introduce it without yeah. uh, you know having too much of a of, of a chilling effect on, on the market, or then, votes or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Then uh, then uh, my guess is that they'd be more likely to do so. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Now, someone you've written about this uh, more extensively, I think, in our uh, Outlook magazine. Yes, uh, that that's right. The one coming up, uh, so uh, listeners should keep an eye out on that. For that, I should say, um, Simon, thanks very much for coming in. Yeah, my pleasure. Thanks for having me on. Enlightening as always, uh, listeners. Thanks for listening. Please tune in again next time. <laughs>